0: Rolling. But that's a little later. Oh, just keep going.
1: All right, hey guys, um, welcome back to another episode of Brothers for Adversity. Yeah, uh, Mitchell missed time the click. It's yeah, his first sorry, time, so. first pen click. So uh, this is Mitch, and I'm here with Tommy and Sam. So all three of us are here today. We're in the <laughs> say it. Bathroom. We're in the bathroom. <laughs> all three of us together. Turns out, the a best very small audio bathroom, is in the bathroom. So
2: we were having some difficulties with our mic today. We we're actually so we're on a trip with all three of us. It's kind of like a brothers for adversity trip. Like we're just retreat. Like, yeah, a yeah, retreat. Retreat. <laughs> a <good> yep. <laughs> um, we're gonna go see a basketball game and whatever. But we went to um, record this morning. We had some ideas, and the audio just keeps going. <laughs> and so we're like trying to figure it out. We go see if there's like a conference room. We look up like what it could be. And then like we walk into the bathroom and it's just like peace. it's peace. Just like no noise. The bathroom's the place. So to it's be. literally like a like stand in bathroom.
0: Well, yeah. Tommy's sitting on the toilet. I'm sitting on the counter. And Mitchell brought in a chair. We're all like touching in this bathroom. So it's,
2: it's the dedication yeah. that counts. It's going to be
1: a great episode.
2: Yeah. So. so, anyway,
1: <laughs> I'm going to start um, by reading off our um, Brothers for Adversity summary. It says In a world with increasing confusion, division, and distraction, it is no wonder that struggles with anxiety, depression, addiction, and feelings of inadequacy are running mm-hmm. rampant. While our challenges are unique, feelings of hopelessness, shame, and isolation are not. This podcast aims to bring insight and hope to those who feel alone and helpless. The fight ahead of us can often seem overwhelming, but brothers and sisters are born for adversity and anything is possible through the power of Jesus Christ. Awesome. So jumping into this episode, we want to talk about how we can turn adversity into our advantage. And we want to base this podcast off a of scripture in the Book of Mormon. It's in 2 Nephi chapter 2, verse 2. And it says, Nevertheless, Jacob, my firstborn in the wilderness, thou knowest the greatness of God, and he shall consecrate thine afflictions for thy gain.
2: Yeah, that's super interesting. I think, well, I think it really what it is is, and it's kind of the same thing, but how Christ can turn our adversity into advantage. Um, Sam, you kind of want to talk about yeah. how we thought of
0: this? Yeah, so um, on our trip. So last night, we kind of were running out of things to do. So we went and saw a movie, a football movie. um, And I guess this can kind of count as our gym analogy um, (laughs) for the episode. (laughs) Uh, But uh, in this movie, there's a a quarterback trying out for a professional NFL um, football team. And this entire time, the offensive coordinator, so one of the most important coaches, um, is getting on his case and telling him he's not going to make it and um, really not being a help to him, his offensive coordinator, so his his main, like, coach. He barely squeaks on the team, and the starting quarterback gets hurt in their first game, and so he starts the first game. And, and this coach the whole time is just bashing him, like
2: yelling at him, telling him he's doing everything wrong, and you're like, you think he's not going to make it because of this coach, like you think he's not going to make it on the team, and you're just like, this guy's killing him. Like he's yeah. literally mm-hmm. going to, like, stop him from, like, from, from making it. Mm-hmm. Keep going.
0: Anyways, on the first drive, uh, the quarterback's playing all right, and then he throws an interception, like turns was, over the so, ball.
2: So sorry. No, so the, the starting quarterback gets hurt. This This other quarterback who he's given a hard time to makes it on the team, and he gets put in the game. He gets put in the game for the first time. No one expected him to play.
0: Yeah. He didn't get drafted. He's, like, supposed to be a nobody just on the team because – they needed a backup quarterback. Right. Anyways, first drive, they go down. They're about to score a touchdown, and he throws an interception. And he comes. It shows in the movie him coming off onto the bench, and he's sitting down, and he's all mad and upset and frustrated. And stressed he's stressed out. Yeah. Stressed out. And then he gets um, a call from, I guess, a call uh, the the offensive coordinator is like up in a different room watching the game. Um, a call from the offensive coordinator and he's like expecting him just to chew into him for throwing an interception and making such a big and crucial mistake Um, and it's a super powerful moment because offensive coordinator is like I was so hard on you to make you ready for this moment right and he's like I know you can do this he's like I will not have let you in the game and on the team. On the team, if I knew, if I didn't know you can do this, I've been pretty much in your corner this entire time, right? And it gives this quarterback, like, such peace and hope. And the moment he needed it most, all these things that he's thought been like been so brutal in the past couple months of training and working have ended up, like, making him this quarterback who can shake off an interception. And then he goes on and has, like, a like all-star game, like, it just throws amazing, does amazing, has no more mistakes pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we liken that into like um, our relationship with our Heavenly Father in our life, I think a lot of times um, we are, we wonder, we ask God like, okay, why? Like, why are you giving me all these adversities? Why are you not on, on my team? And then at least in my life, I feel like it's always in that moment where I have made like a really big mistake. Like I have sinned or I have, and I feel like, i need christ more than ever and i feel like i don't deserve it and i feel like he's not going to be there for me and it's always like hey here i am like let's get it like let's go you're i'm gonna i'm gonna help you Mm -hmm. do this i'm on your side let's go that's Mm -hmm. so good i uh yeah that that
2: moment was like super powerful for me like i get got really emotional because it's like i think that's how i feel about my whole life right like I've really struggled with anxiety and depression and like resentment towards God a lot of my life I think and you looking back like I look at like the lessons that I've learned the ones that like I cherish the very most and I can hear God saying like that was all for you like you're welcome like and, and it's just so funny like when this quarterback realizes like he his whole like perspective changes he's like this guy was like preparing me and he like realizes like all these things that he thought were like slowing him down were actually like his greatest gift and i think yeah it's just like so relevant you kind of just said that but it's just so relevant to like what we go through and i think that if we can start seeing that like trying to see that more in the moment rather than in retrospect that will have a lot of power given to us and strength
1: I think it's really important. Tommy was talking about this before we record started recording is that it's not just adversity that is imposed upon us from the outside world or from other people, it's our mistakes that like we can also turn into our advantage. Mm-hmm. So like we think of sin as it's bad, which it is, right? Like we know when we sin we are going against God's commandments and laws, which is something that is not good in and of itself. But what we can become because of it and get out of those mistakes is worth it. And that's what God wants us to make of those mistakes.
0: It's interesting. The coach doesn't tell him all of this before the game, right? It's after the interception. So I think, like, obviously we're not endorsing sin. <laughs> I'm not saying go out and sin, but, like, understand once you do sin, like, it's not over. Like, you can turn this weakness and into such a the power. The
2: sin can really, I mean, in a weird way, the sin can really be... A blessing to you and not if you purposely sin like oh it's gonna bless me but if you have sinned and this is like 100 percent how i feel in my life like just understanding the atonement through like pornography and you know other countless sins probably honesty dishonesty like all these things like i've come to know jesus christ in such a way that i i think i really could not had i not gone through this Mm -hmm. and so You know, I think that we are so scared about doing the right thing, making the right decision. And I think we have to remember that, like, if we come to God, whether we do good or bad, he will consecrate it for our gain, Mm -hmm. regardless. And so all we have to do, and this is a hard concept, but like all we have to do is just try to be as close to him as we can and and. I feel like really more than like becoming perfect, it's like become more perfect in trusting him.
1: Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is this is a part of being active in your sin. Like like after you sinned, if we just let it control us and we just we sin and then we just let it sit in our minds and we think about how bad we are, like we didn't do something right or we didn't, even if you like feel like you should have been doing more than you should, like say I should have... Read my scriptures more today or like I should have helped that person that I saw who was struggling and you didn't We need to be active in taking control of these These mistakes that we've made and that makes it easier to I think stomach them in our minds because if we just let them sit and don't take control and just let them sit there Then that's when it starts working in our mind like oh man, I'm worthless and and Nothing comes out of it, which is tough.
2: Okay, so I have a question for both of you. So This is just my experience a lot of times when i feel completely hopeless i feel like i have no control mhm so how do you take control when you have no control like like what are the steps you're like in the you're depressed or you're just feeling like i've totally blew it like what do you do
1: for me i feel like it's really important to take a step back almost like if i was to evaluate myself From another person's perspective like get out of my own mind uh, like out of my own thoughts my own feelings and emotions and just think like okay where am i as an individual right now in my life and like what can i do going forward that will help me and not really think about that as much Hmm. and then i think one of the other best steps is to talk to someone about it because we've talked about that like once you kind of say it out loud it's like a weight is lifted and especially if you talk with someone who you trust and love and you know they're gonna love you no matter what. It helps me to like, just feel so much peace, and it makes it easier for me to go to God too. Because sometimes, sometimes when I when I feel like I've let God down, um, I like I feel like I can't talk to Him. I'll like go to pray and I'll just be like, "Ah oh man, like I wish I was doing better. Like I wish I would have been, done more for God today." And I haven't. And I feel ashamed. But when I talk to other people and really confide in other people, it makes it easier for me to talk to God for some reason. Like, if this person can love me and understand, then God for sure can understand it and love me. Mm -hmm.
2: I think that's good. And I think that's, like, another way to, like, see things more objectively. Mm -hmm. Is like, hear what someone has to say about you. Because, I mean, someone that really loves you, like, they'll tell it to you how it is, right? Like, they're not going to say, oh, you're good. But they'll also see the good... And like the effort and especially that someone's like, that's farther along mm-hmm. in the like process of
0: like repentance. Cause we all are right. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I don't know. I, I guess for me, like in the moment, um, something I've been doing a lot recently that has been helping a lot is like, say, for example, I had a goal to like study Spanish or something or, um, and, I, instead, I go lay on my bed and binge watch YouTube, and I feel like a loser and I feel like that's just like a, a light example of one of my many sins. but I guess the way I have been dealing and even in heavier sins with this has been a lot of like thought work, which is a new concept to me, relatively new concept. I've been working with a life coach, but um i I will ram into my mind like God loves you, you can bounce back. In my head even when I don't believe it over and over again um, and that might not help everyone but for me it gets to the point where it's like okay I have a glimmer of hope and then it's when I act on the whole concept of today I'm gonna be one percent better and so then I try to do a one percent action just to, to get the momentum rolling in the right direction so for for like the whole YouTube analogy like okay it's like it's okay God still loves you like you can bounce back from anything and then it's okay one percent better I'm going to go plug my phone in and start talking with my mom. Like, Yeah. No, I, I, think a,
2: I think a lot of it is like have to do with like the way you think. Um, at least that's how it's been a lot for me. And it's been through like talking to people and trying to see things more objectively. Like I think these are all good points. Um, but that's exactly how I feel is like, I mean, even when we were getting ready for this podcast, like there's this fear or an anxiety for me like it's not working like why is this not working and then we tried to use the same perspective and then we started to feel like you know satan's trying to hold us down and maybe you know maybe what god is trying to teach us is to just persevere and maybe then no one listens to this podcast and that's all we get out of this but like all of a sudden what seemed to be such adversity started to look at more like a growing experience Mm -hmm. and i think that um we all have to like really work on that is like what is god trying to teach me right now and how can this mistake or this adversity be used to make me better than
1: i would have ever been able to be anyway Mm -hmm. Um, there's something about coming up from a lower state like Cause I think we almost always acknowledge when we're at a lower state and that's why people get so in their head about like being depressed and like not accomplishing enough is we, we acknowledge it so quickly, but I think that's why it's so powerful to be in these situations and come up out of them and come up out of them stronger than we were. I want you to teach us Tommy about what you were saying yesterday about how we're not better than Christ. Like, like you were saying like, you um, know I You know what I mean? you, you know what Yeah.
2: Mean? I, I think that a lot of the times or I do, like a lot, is we um, we discredit like the power of the atonement and the power of Jesus Christ. Um, and I think in like a very real world, it's hard to understand that you know there's this power that can really change us. Because I think when I was in the deepest, darkest parts of my depression, my dad and mom would say like, turn to Christ, and I was like, I would get mad. I would mm-hmm. be like, yeah, right. Like God can just change this. Like mm-hmm. he can just, um. and I think that was a pride thing. I mean, I think that that's really what it is, is pride. But like really getting to the point where you can submit and understand that, you no, know, he can. Mm-hmm. Like it's miraculous. It's not something that is like clear in this world. Mm-hmm. And really having, and I think that's a hard thing to have that faith because everything we do, it seems, is so based on our actions. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I, you know, get up and do push myself and then I'm successful. And I think that's how we look at it, right? Mm -hmm. And and I don't, then I'm like depressed in bed. Um, And I think we just totally discredit this other power that's here, but hard to see.
1: Well, that's like the perfect example of, making advantage out of our adversity right there is like tommy when he was younger he he like thought it was absurd that his parents would say like god can help you god can fix it but if tommy hadn't gone through that then he might have come to this conclusion that we can't descend below christ we're not better than christ we can't do something so bad that he can't save us because he always can right so like like that to me is a perfect example of using our adversity for advantage even if it takes years right
2: yeah and I I still I think that it's funny like that is something that I've learned but it's still one of my biggest problems I still feel like anxious and I'll tell Sam like almost every day like I just feel like stressed out and it's it really comes down to like my lack of belief in Christ that he'll help things work out but it's like but because of my experiences in my youth and like growing up is like I catch myself and I just keep catching myself and catching myself and catching myself And that goes back to the healing versus the cure. It's like slowly I start to understand this concept More
1: and more and more Mm -hmm. And if you're sitting there thinking Well, this adversity i'm in how could it possibly help me? At least I think the best thing you could do is have the desire or have the belief Like have the faith that I don't know why this is going to be beneficial to me because a lot of times when you're in it You don't know like I almost any time I've been in like a hard time, like I'm, I'm thinking of like times in my mission where things weren't going well or if I wasn't working so well with my companion. Like I would think this is just pointless. I'm just wasting God's time. I'm on my mission. Like I need to be teaching people about Christ. But in hindsight, I can see why I went through those things. So if you're in that and you're thinking, well, there's no way this could possibly help me. Just try to believe that it can. You so don't have to know. There why was this.
2: Well. There was this book that I read called "The Obstacles Away," and it says there's always, if like it's not helping you progress along the way you're going, there's always a like Christ-like trait that you're that you can be learning, mm-hmm. in the sense that like if everything sucks, then you're learning patience. Mm-hmm. If nothing's going right, then you're learning blind faith, mm-hmm. right? Like if nothing in your life is panning out the way you want to, even if you're even if it's your fault and you're totally addicted mm-hmm. to like drugs and you can't get out of it, mm-hmm. what are you learning? Like you're really learning to like helplessly submit to the power of Jesus Christ. I think that's like mm-hmm. and I think that's like one of the most powerful skills. If you can in your darkest, darkest time turn to Jesus Christ, well then what what more is there to learn? Like that's like the ultimate. Mm-hmm. And so I think that a lot of times when we think, oh, well, there's nothing good that's coming out of this, like. I think there is, and I think we can all see it if we really want to, Mm -hmm. but it's hard. You just have to find it, like work to find it. Work to find it or just, I feel like I used to lie to myself, right? Mm -hmm. Like I liked indulging in the suffering and being like, oh, I'm a victim. feeling bad for yourself a little bit. Right, and and not that you can't (laughs) feel bad for yourself, but like, I think it's pretty simple. Like, if you think, Mitch, if you think about your worst struggle, you know, you could probably easily say, oh, I had to work on patience or I had to work on, Mm -hmm. like, um, getting up and starting again. Sam didn't get his mission call for a long time. It's like, what am I learning? I'm wasting my time, right?
0: Well, another, sorry, this may be kind of taking away from your point for a little bit, but I was thinking about, like, how, like, we can get, like, sin and mistakes and make that become our advantage. So I waited almost two years for a mission call, but about, like, five, six months ago, I submitted my papers for the second time and They got denied because I had bla- bad blood sugars like me like it was my fault that they didn't hmm. I didn't get my call I wasn't taking care of myself and it's interesting because I remember in that moment like crying and breaking down and like getting really upset like and I'm mad at myself and mad at like god. I'm crying to my mom and but it's so interesting because like in that moment, I didn't have faith and Looking back now, though, like, that's when, like, Tommy and I started talking about, and Mitch started talking about, like, brothers for adversity, and I was able to see one of my really good friends be baptized, and all these great things happened. Um, But I think a lot of times with this concept of um, adversity, adversity into advantage, we really have to be patient and, like, trusting, and then also constantly reviewing and trying to see it. Yeah, and trying to see it. Because you're only going to see what you look for, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not looking for the blessings that come out of adversity, even if it's your own, like, caused adversity, you're never going to see them. So that's what I'd encourage. And I think someone for this going. goes
2: for, for someone that doesn't even believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah,
0: 100%. Yeah.
2: Like, and doesn't believe in God and the gospel, and they're like, oh, screw that. Like, the way I started was I started reading, like, self-help books. Mm-hmm. And they have the same principles. Like, you can always find adversity or advantage in adversity Mm -hmm. and i think that that changed my life but then the deeper understanding is christ makes it that way like christ it's through christ that that happens and that changed my life even more so yeah that's awesome i I think last thing i want to say sorry i've been talking like this whole time but (coughs) i think sometimes um the reason that it seems like we aren't like there is no advantage to it is because we think that the point of life is to accomplish things. And it talks about this in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. We think that we, we misunderstand the point of life. We think, oh, the point of life is to become really successful, get a lot of money, marry and have, you know, a perfect family, have like the hottest wife, like whatever it (laughs) is. Right. But like, we think like, that's how we're judged and that's how we succeed because that's how the world makes it seem there was a really cool quote mitch do you remember that quote from the movie
1: yeah it said life isn't about what you achieve it's about what you become
2: Mm -hmm. and i think if we understand that then that brings a whole nother perspective to it it's like if we understood that all of our trials would start to make more sense uh, how they can be advantage advantageous to us
0: Mm -hmm. trials would be opportunities
2: right because it because because in some sense, a lot of times in our trials, we're not able to accomplish anything, Yeah,
1: except within. hmm Yep, so that's awesome. Well, I think that'll wrap it up for us uh, for this episode. Um, again, this was turning advantage or turning adversity into advantage. Um, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time.